0: Lee for, for Breakfast, thanks to Whipple's Volkswagen. Harry Street to Woomba. Uh, the thing about the uh, working class man is, they're always willing to put up their hand to help out somebody else, and that's exactly what our very own uh, Nat Sparry does on a regular basis. Say uh, at base services in the basement uh, kitchen there, and uh, Nat joins me for breakfast this morning uh, during uh, homeless awareness week. Good morning to you, mate.
1: Good morning, Lee.
0: How are you? I'm well. Uh, now, you're tucked away in a bit of lockdown because uh, you travelled down uh, to uh, one of the affected areas uh, for uh, yeah. a soccer carnival or a football carnival with your with your son, right?
1: Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and we had to get back and so yeah, it's been extended to Sunday now. All
0: right, mate, well that means of course you would have been this week uh, sleeping rough each night out in the streets uh, of the Garden City, uh, highlighting the uh, issue that we have uh, Mm. with homelessness here. Uh, Just give us a bit of an idea of, of what we're dealing with here on a regular basis. How many people do we estimate that are out there sleeping rough each night?
1: Well, in May, according to Qcosts, two thousand two hundred eighty-six people are struggling to find a safe place to sleep every night in the Darling Downs, and every yeah every day at the soup kitchen, uh, people turn up and it's so visible. They're pushing a trolley, their their hands are red. Um, people are sleeping under bridges, um, in parks, and just sleeping rough. Even um, people even all different ages, um, whole families, and uh, with their pets as well.
0: And the sad thing, Nat, is, and I know I've heard you talk about this before, uh, is that often you are seeing the same people too uh, over and over again. So it's not getting any better year on year.
1: Yeah, and, and definitely in the last uh, 15 months, there's been a lot of new faces, particularly families. Yes. i um, asking for support. So single moms, just people... Um, yeah, just struggling struggling to find a place. Uh, The rental um, is so hard to get into.
0: Absolutely. We have a a real shortage there of accommodation for people, but then, of course, I would imagine that COVID, uh, with a lot of people perhaps not being able to work uh, for different reasons, uh, that obviously put an extra strain on the situation.
1: Oh, definitely. Like, there's always um, there's always like, someone like, if you're a New Zealander, you couldn't get onto uh, payments at one stage, and just, just, yeah, people were struggling, and uh, we just we just saw a whole heap of new faces.
0: I know there was a little expo yesterday that you and uh, and your wife, uh, Tiff, would have loved to have been at, the Civic Square. Yeah, it was great to yeah. see some other organisations <laughs> turning up.
1: Yeah, well, they actually ran it for us, and, and it was really crazy. Here we are. We had to postpone our homeless for a week and homeless for a night, but the expo could go ahead. And... Um, here we are running an event from home, <laughs> a homeless event from home, and we're lucky we have one because many don't. That's right. And um, even the community sleep out, there was at least 30 to 40 people that, that were... Um, in lockdown themselves so that we couldn't we couldn't put it on
0: all right now obviously financial donations are imperative so that we can make sure that you keep doing the great work that you doing uh, and yeah. being able to serve those people where can people go uh, if they can uh, if they want to help out and if they're able to help out
1: well we're still doing our fundraising campaign we only postpone the sleep out so you can go on au or you could just go on au. And there's all the different ways you can help um, and donate.
0: All right. Now, uh, as far as goods are concerned, uh, and and things that we might be able to help out with, uh, is there uh, so something that you guys really need that we could perhaps uh, help uh, out a little bit with?
1: Oh, definitely. Like, hey, I, I think it's so easy to um, donate non-perishable goods. Um, everyone can do that. We we. Uh, we're always in need of pasta, flour, non non-perishable goods. So like your, your cans of soup and um, you, you'd you be amazed like how much people have in there just in their cupboards. They could actually go through and donate some of their stuff that they haven't used for a while or um, when they're shopping next, um, think about the homeless and, and buy by. Uh, two or three cans and donate them to the
0: soup kitchen. All right. Now, obviously, they can drop them if they're in Toowoomba, uh, Neal Street there at the uh, the base services. Uh, but uh, I think we might uh, try and lend a bit of a hand there, and we might organise a bit of a roundup to uh, to get people uh, uh, that'd be awesome. going. So uh, we'll uh, we'll put our heads together here today, and uh, we'll get somebody out on the roads over the next uh, week and a half or so uh, oh, to awesome. uh, to help out, and, and then we hopefully can uh, bring a big load of non perishable goods uh, down to you guys?
1: Yeah, because at the soup kitchen we do serve a nutritious meal so whatever's donated, like flour and stuff like that, helps us make cake and we give a, a good um, a, when they turn up, we give them the main meal, some sweets and some salads and and, um, you know, people do sometimes this is the only meal they have for the day.
0: Absolutely. Homelessforaweek.com.au, base services.com.au, and the base services soup kitchen there at uh, Neil Street. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we will get on to that. Uh, Nat, thank you for what you do for our community as always, mate. And thank you for your time this morning. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Lee, Good and on, um, you have a great day. Thank you, buddy. You too. Uh, it's a quarter to eight. All right, I'm going to go home today and uh, get together one of those green shopping bags and put in uh, a whole heap of stuff that's uh, in our cupboard. Where uh, There's cans of spaghetti and all sorts of things like most people uh, that are fortunate to have. Uh, I would urge you to do the same, uh, please, and uh, then... We will organise uh, something, maybe a, a drop-off collection point or something along those lines. So maybe we'll get one of our uh, crews of people out and about in one of our cars and uh, we can come and pick them up and those sorts of things. So uh, first port of call head to your pantry, fill a bag up with some non-perishable items or if you're out shopping today, buy a few extra things, put them to one side and then we will tell you how we're going to put all this together and get it to the base services. So it is such an important thing. 2,286 people without somewhere to sleep nice and warm at night in our region. We need to do something about it. He's the man with the finger on the pulse of everything that is happening in sport. One place for you to go is right here on 864 Triple M, weeknights from six with the Rush Hour. Ben Dobbin as uh, affectionately known as Dobbo to us, and he joins me for breakfast. G'day, mate.
2: Yeah, g'day, mate. How are you? And, <sighs> Lee, I can't tell you how good is it. Um, look, I mean... There are going to be people that say, "Well, why should rugby league still be going on when we're in a in a major lockdown?" And I know the people of Toowoomba at this present moment, you guys are immune to it, and just all I can say is just stay safe. Um, And um, but I just love the fact that we've still got rugby league going on. I really do. I think it's great. I think the people in New South Wales that are, and you know, in some ways they've got to have something to watch, um, even if they're at home. I know the Olympics is on. But Rugby League rolls on, and last night, round 20, finally completed. Um, and we've got a Queensland team that's actually in the semi. So yes. you want to jump off the bandwagon, Queenslanders? <laughs> if you're not if you're Cowboys or Broncos, <laughs> put it, get behind the Titans, because they're seventh position with uh, five weeks to go. Uh,
0: the grand final, there was some talk that maybe we'd be having it at Suncorp Stadium. Now they're saying that they're pulling the rug on us, and they're taking it to the MCG.
2: Well... Let's just be honest here. Peter Volandis is obviously trying to get the Queensland government to drive a bit of money up. Like, there is no way if we can have fans, and, and I'm being serious here, there is absolutely no chance. If we've got fans um, allowed to go to sporting events come the first weekend in October, it will be right here at Suncorp Stadium. Now, I don't mind the uh, MCG because of the simple reason that they've got to recoup some costs. And remembering also that they had a state of origin booked for this year um, that they lost because of their snap lockdown and we had to go to Townsville. So I suspect in some ways that this could be a little bit of buttering. But talking to the NRL yesterday, they believe that if everything goes to place, if all the people in the southeast behave themselves and we can get through this uh, lockdown that should end come Sunday, that we, are, we will eventually have the NRL grand final here. We've always wanted it. Suncorp Stadium is going to be the venue and Look, I don't know who's going to be in it, but one team I do know that won't be is your Parramatta. Oh, turn right?
0: it I up, turn up. it up. I'm sorry, mate. i do, I'm sorry. Mate. There there no Here we go. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's uh, switch tack then. And uh, there's so I mean, we could spend half an hour talking about oh, yeah. the, the things at the Olympics. Uh, and we've seen you know blokes with mullets running down the hundred metres. We've seen some amazing results. We've got a swimmer who could be coming eleventh uh, as a country if she was a country Emma McKeon. Uh, there's so much to talk about, but let's just cut right to the chase. Uh, you and I had a bit of a, uh, a conversation about a certain weightlifter from New Zealand uh, that was yeah. making history. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot of blow-up about it. You weren't particularly happy about it. A lot of people weren't happy about it. It wouldn't pass the pub test. I agree with you on that. Uh, and as it's turned out, it's all for nothing because she didn't even end up making it through to the next round.
2: No, well, there you go. And and, and you know what? Um, maybe that's a big, big lesson for all of us that we just let – People, <laughs> there you go. See? And just you know what? And maybe that's a great lesson. I mean, I'm evolving as I talk <laughs> to you, Lee. That's, can I just say the Matildas? Matildas last night. Sam I was Kuhs just about got, to
0: say was Sam Kerr yeah, robbed? That
2: was my next yeah, point. Uh, appalling! An appalling referee decision. Um You know, I may have been watching it on my iPad while I was on the sideline <laughs> of the NRL game last night. Oh, um, and look, it, I can tell you, it was. An appalling decision, and rightly so, they should feel crushed. Um, look, I, I, I really, um, I really. The good thing is the the Opals um, and they square through. They beat Puerto Rico last night, yeah. so they're through to the semi-finals. Um, and look, it, it, it's great viewing at the moment. I just love the Olympics. We've been really successful. I feel for the Matildas, the men's hockey, uh, the women's hockey team that got bundled out by India yesterday as well. I struggle with that, but look, you know, the bottom line is. We fight to the very end as Aussies, and it's been great to watch.
0: Absolutely has been, and there'll be plenty more on today to watch. And, of course, if you want to find out everything that's happening in sport, just make sure you tune in here tonight from 6 o'clock. The Rush out with our good mate Dobbo, and as always, thank you for your time, buddy.
2: Great to talk to you, Lee. See you, mate.
0: You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious, and a South Korean television station has come under fire for once again using some, let's say, questionable images to accompany the teams as they strode into the Olympic Stadium during last week's opening ceremony. South Korean broadcaster MBC used the images to give reference to the countries involved. So when Italy walked out, they put up an image of a pizza. For Norway, they used a salmon, and for the Ukraine, an image of Chernobyl. Needless to say, the imagery sparked outrage, prompting NBC to apologise. According to the BBC, the television channel hoped the pictures and descriptions would help viewers understand each country, but admitted it was an inexcusable mistake, like showing a picture of a sheep when the New Zealand athletes walked out, or a map of Australian property when the Chinese walked out. Speaking of which, a bloke in China has tried to fix his painful stomach problem with an unlikely and dangerous source. Now, while most of us might try a glass of Metamucil or some stewed prunes, this bloke inserted a 20 centimetre long eel where the sun don't shine because he thought that would release some tension in his tummy. He'd heard it was a folk remedy, however quickly realised how rumours can cause a world of issues. The lengthy creature swam up his colon and punch it through his abdomen. However, he was too embarrassed to go to a hospital to sort out the situation. After explaining what he did, doctors finally performed surgery on the man and were shocked to find the eel was still alive when they removed it. Now, I do feel a sense of responsibility here, as after yet another embarrassing performance by Parramatta last Thursday, I was heard yelling, you can shove those f- eels up your f-.
2: You cannot be serious!